We haven't entirely nailed down what element it is yet, but I'll tell you this, it's a lively one. Let's give your parents a call right now. Hello! Welcome to episode number five of Gaming with the Moms. My name is Nicole Tanner. I am managing editor at Pixelkin. I am joined by one other mom and two daughters. <laughs> <laughs> the other is that mom. All we are to you. <laughs> You're not even my real daughter. So how could you say that? <laughs> <laughs> so fellow mom, uh, Linda Brenneman. Hi. And yeah. then first daughter, Simone de Rochefort. And I- I'm the second daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Despite being older than me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm Kizzy Young. Yeah, so Kizzy's joining us today. She's also on the Pixelkin staff. She does all the cool art for us. Um, but she's got a lot to say on the topic we're going to be talking about. Yes. yes. Hopefully. So uh, so what's been going on? Linda, you're going to be doing a speech yeah. soon. I am. Yeah. <laughs> How do you I'm, feel about that, Linda? I feel a little nervous about that because it's a big audience. It's the Ignite Seattle Talks. Yeah. And by the time this podcast airs, It'll be all over and I'll be <gasps> relaxing. Be yeah. <laughs> but um, the Ignite Talks actually happen, I think, every quarter at Town Hall in Seattle. And they're five-minute talks, 20 slides. And so they're really short and really interesting ideas from all over the place. Um, the The topic this time is experiments. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to talk about the experiments I did when my kids were teenagers to get them to talk to me. <laughs> you experimented and on your kids? I experimented. <laughs> You you resort to things when you have teenagers. I'll just <laughs> say that. Um, and my most ex- successful experiment in getting um, my kids to talk to me or getting you know our communication to improve was actually playing video games. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to talk about that because um, it was great. Yeah, it was a great way to connect with teenagers. Yeah, and you said your um, your coach actually just recently had a cool experience. Right, my yeah. speech coach. Um, who I hired for this five-minute talk. That's how nervous I am about Aww. it. Um, she has an eight-year-old. And um, I, I know when I like told her about this talk I was going to have, she was kind of looking at me askance, like, why would you talk about that? Like, yeah. she just didn't understand it. But then she was telling, um, I think it was her mother-in-law about this, and her eight-year-old son overheard her and came up to her later and said, Mommy, can I teach you to play Minecraft? That is so cute. Oh, my God. She was so touched she had to write us an email about it. I thought it was so sweet. Do you know how that turned out, that experiment? Did she actually play with him? Uh, I don't think she's played with him yet, but um, I think that we should – pounce on her and oh yeah help her yeah. yeah especially yeah. i mean after the experience i had with curtis where he was talking about how hard it was uh to learn minecraft from his son who did not really understand his dad's limitations uh i imagine <laughs> learning minecraft from an eight-year-old would not be that much better so <laughs> <laughs> anyway we can help with that it would yeah be awesome and i'd love to know just like what kind of experience they have right so. i mean an- another video teaching a mom to play minecraft yeah. would actually be really fun i think yeah that'd be great i'd be so down for that yeah you can teach me how to play it <laughs> <You know, laughs> i've played, played it a little bit but not a lot not quite my thing um Okay, so let's jump into some news. I almost feel like we need one of those beep, 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 beep. I could do that for you. Okay. Beep, 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 beep. What does that mean? Hers was better. Wow. Oh. Now Linda's getting in on it, too. I'm getting in on it. This disrespect. No, we all love each other, really. 
um, despite <laughs> of the things we say. I'm sure we do. <laughs> um, okay, news. Nintendo World Championships are coming back. This is the first time in 25 years. 25 that's years. So, cool. so that's, yeah. by the way, older than I am, you know, Nicole. So <laughs> what are the Nintendo World Championships? Oh, what do, you, what do they even do? You go and you play games against other people. What? Um, Anyone yeah. can do it? Anybody can do it. They're, um, I was trying to find on Nintendo's site what games they're actually including, mm-hmm. but I couldn't find anything. And obviously, yeah. 25 years ago, the only thing that was available was like NES, yeah. Game Boy. So they've got a lot to, to draw upon, which I think it would be cool if they had some of the retro stuff that you had to play too. That would be great. But they haven't announced yet which games uh, you're going to need to brush up on if you want to enter. And they're actually having qualifiers starting at May 30th. In Best Buy locations across the country. Wow. Fun. In major cities. A so. reason to go to Best Buy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, so it's an organized thing where you sign up, you enter, and then yeah. if you make it past your qualifiers, do you get yeah. to go to E3 and I play? Just, I or? think that that's where they're holding it. Is, nice. Uh, yeah. So the time frame is during E3, Electronic Entertainment Expo, which is the uh, yearly trade show, not called E, <laughs> as Simone <laughs> <laughs> suggested in an earlier episode. Um, and then the they're going to be live streaming the finals on June fourteenth as nice. well. Nice. So um, you guys didn't enter. Heck no. <laughs> I, Courtney, Courtney should enter. Courtney should enter. That's true, if, if yeah. there's a Mario Kart category at all, Courtney should totally enter. I mean, it might be fun just to go swing by and see what's going on. Yeah, I, I've never. I know they did something like that. I think it was for the release of Smash. They just had events in stores where people could go right. test out the game and play it. Uh, but I didn't go to any of those, so... Yeah, yeah. Nintendo has been good about that for a while, actually, yeah. just having stuff out where people can check it out. Yeah. Uh, just one trip. I think on one of our trips to the Bahamas, we fly through New York and then down JFK Airport, Nintendo 3DS stations, just out there for you to Whoa. play with. Yeah. That is so cool. Yeah, I mean, Nintendo's good about having yeah. stuff pop up everywhere. And then you get reminded, like, oh, if, if my kids had one of these on the airplane, maybe they'd shut up. So <laughs> oh, That's a terrible thing to say. I'm not a mom! <laughs> exactly. Uh, You're one I of those. I love... Children on airplanes are not a nuisance to me. They have needs. They need to be respected and taken care of, just oh, like any adult. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Well, you're nicer than most people, then. <laughs> yes, all I, I am. All I know is that we had every, you know, portable handheld game for every plane ride because it's yeah. great. Like the kids can really. That's when oh, Anna yeah. started playing iPad. Yeah. Exactly. We I mean, downloaded like five things, like hoping that, oh my God, can we keep her <laughs> occupied? And, and it worked. Pissing <laughs> off people on the plane. Yes. That's when she first discovered Plants vs. Zombies. Ah. Which she still likes to play, although it's a treat now. It's like if she's really good, then she can play Plants vs. Yeah. Zombies. Okay. So. I mean, it's either video games or like endless candy bars, really. I mean, you yeah. got to have them. Got to keep them happy on the plane. <laughs> yeah. We bought like a ton of stuff for our trip last year because the first time we went, she was only like 18 months old. So, you know, she slept most of the way. But this past year, we bought like all these kinds of toys and like all she wanted to do was play the iPad. So, so really, yeah. you can, you know, knock out two birds with one stone. Don't exactly. buy a ton of stuff yes. for your kid. Just, yeah, just, just give them the iPad for the trip. Exactly. <laughs> It works um, on me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Me too. Um, although for me, it's my nook. Uh-huh. Uh, other Nintendo news. Um, well, this isn't really news. They're not doing a press conference at E3. They haven't done one in the last few years because as things have gotten more digitized, mm. they just have realized that it's not really worth it. Um, I Microsoft they did one last year, but no. no. I'm like, oh, okay. Nope, nope, nope. nope. All right. The last time they did one was, I think, 
the year, the last year that I've been at E3, which is 2011. Okay. So they're just doing the Nintendo Direct? Yeah. It's a, you know, it's like a Nintendo Direct. It's a little bit of a bigger digital event thing. And that'll be on 9 a.m. Pacific time, June 16th. So all you have to do is go to Nintendo's website to watch that. Nice. You can feel like you're part of E3. Do you think they're going to announce anything big? Because last year they announced Splatoon, which was the first big um, new IP for them in years and years. So I don't know. Um, Do you think they have anything up their sleeve this year? Splatoon's coming out at the end of this month. I... I know Courtney really hopes to get some Zelda information. I know. Poor oh. Courtney. They will talk about Zelda, but here's my my uh, my prediction on this: is that somebody will come out and say Zelda, maybe even Mirgo Shimoto, <laughs> even though he doesn't work there anymore. Um, and then they're going to show some cryptic trailer that's nice. probably not even gameplay. And... Maybe he'll just walk out on stage, whisper Zelda into a microphone, and then walk off. <laughs> That's kind of what he used to do at these press conferences. <laughs> I swear to God, he would walk on and say a few things, and he, you know, he would he couldn't speak English very well, mm-hmm. so it was always like just one sentence in English, and like a few Japanese things mm-hmm. with the you know translator saying them, and then like that's all he, that's all he needed to do. Everyone's like, oh, cult Miyamoto. of Nintendo activate. Yes, I went to a Nintendo party once where I got oh, to yeah. meet him. It was pretty cool. <gasps> oh. Like, he's trying to, like, get some food from the buffet. And there's, like, this huge long line. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Just guy. waiting to take pictures with him. Yeah. Poor guy. Oh. <laughs> That's terrible. Um, yeah. Uh, so not only Nintendo. Uh, I mean, Sony and Microsoft do live um, press conferences, real live press conferences yeah. where people go and sit and watch. But. You can just watch those, too, uh, yeah. streaming on your Xbox or on your uh, PS4, PS3. So, another news. So, Ubisoft has announced that they're basically abandoning last-gen platforms, which is 360, PS3, mm-hmm. Wii. The only game that they will be releasing on those platforms in the future is the Just Dance. Which Dance. is interesting. Cool. Yeah. Do you think that's anything to do with the fact that, I mean, Xbox is or Microsoft has kind of, like, abandoned the Kinect as far as Xbox One goes? I think or... if you asked Microsoft about that, they would say, we do not comment on rumors and speculation. <laughs> um, Thank you. <laughs> I am not an official Microsoft representative. Pers- I've gotten that answer from them before, which yeah, is yeah. why I know that's how they respond. You know um, all too well. Uh, but anyhow, there there is still stuff being developed for Kinect. Lots mm-hmm. of it is actually being done through the indie, the idea to Xbox stuff. Yeah. Um, so wait, we were talking <laughs> talking about Ubisoft kill it or oh. only releasing Just Dance for last gen platforms. Yeah, and I think this kind of singles, the, you yeah. know, signals the the, the yeah. death of the previous. It's been a year since yeah. the, so, the new consoles um, came out, so. So unless you want to play a bunch of old games, you're kind of gonna have to upgrade. Yeah. I mean, not I that guess, that's bad. I mean, yeah, they all have t- libraries, great huge, games. Huge, huge libraries. Yeah. There are so many PS3 games that I need to get through. I, I, it's an unbelievable list. Yeah. And I, I guess it's kind of in terms of just thinking about the trouble they had with Assassin's Creed Unity and mm. ironing all the bugs out of that. I mean, yay for them <laughs> concentrating on just one platform, <laughs> yeah. or not one platform, but one generation yeah. of platforms. That seems like it would simplify things a bit. Um, yeah. On the other hand, releasing an Assassin's Creed game every year is not helping yeah, their process. No, it really isn't. Yeah. It really isn't. Yeah. Gosh. But they did announce that they um, 
they talked about Assassin's Creed Syndicate, which is the next Assassin's Creed game, and how they're finally having a female character, even though she's not the main playable character. She'll be, uh, you'll be able to switch over to her in the open world sections of the game and run around uh, 18th century, 19th century, rather, London in the Industrial Revolution. Oh, oh, nice. Yeah. yeah that sounds I'm, really fun. I'm nice setting. Yeah. Okay, that there's a girl. <laughs> At least they're making, they're making some progress. You yeah. know, one thing I really appreciate about um, Ubisoft and their character designs is that all of these lady assassins, the ones that are canonically lady assassins, mm-hmm. They are dressed just like the dudes. Like, maybe their jackets are a little... Actually, no, the dudes' jackets are really tight, too. (laughs) Everyone, like, cleavage covered. They're all covered. And she even has, like, the hood in the cover art that's covering most of her face, as you would need to do were you an assassin. Yeah. So, and even um, the female character in Assassin's Creed Unity, who was not playable, she was very, you know, totally practically dressed. And I just really appreciate that. Um, that consideration for their female character designs, even though they have a horrible track record of killing the women in those games. So, although I should mention that the um, mother in Assassin's Creed 3 did not fall into that practically dressed category, Uh unfortunately. Yeah, and Simone knows all about how the Assassin's Creed characters are dressed because (laughs) (laughs) she loves her Assassin's Creed character. Very much so. (laughs) He's beautiful. (laughs) I believe the, the way you're referring to him was... Hot. Uh, <laughs> I think I referred to him as my boyfriend. <laughs> Which is why I bought you an action figure of him for the holidays. Exactly. Yeah. And I appreciated that. Yeah. He lives on my desk. So. All right. So venturing outside of games for a little bit, the Supergirl TV show is start- going to be starting in November on CBS. Mondays at 8 p.m. November? Cool. Sorry. November. November. Okay. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Those fall seasons keep getting pushed back and pushed back for yeah. when they start. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know why. So, <laughs> so Supergirl, um, it's been in production for a while. Uh, the story is going to be, we're going to meet her when she's 24 years old and decides to stop hiding her powers and be a real superhero. Woo-hoo! So it's not an origin story, which is how most of these things mm-hmm. are done, which is pretty cool. And it's... um. It's going to have some guest uh, people in the cast from, like, Lois and Clark and also Helen Slater, who played Supergirl in the 1984 movie. Oh, my gosh. I didn't know that. Did you see that? I remember watching it. Ah, boy, long time ago. Yeah, 1984. (laughs) I probably did, but I have no memory of it now. All right, you guys, stop (laughs) it. Big Brother. (laughs) I know, I know, before you were born, whatever. All right, um, so that's all we've got for news. Um, So our topic today uh, is uh, the psychologist, Phil Lizardo. Am I saying that right? Zimbardo. Zimbardo. Yeah. I had the Z in the wrong place. Apologies, <laughs> Phil. Um, recently went on the BBC on a talk show uh, promoting his book called Man Disconnected, in which he basically blamed video games for this crisis of masculinity. Now, before we start talking, we are all women here. I will yes. you know, just say that off the bat. So <laughs> I don't know how much we know about the actual crisis of masculinity. masculinity. <laughs> yes. Um, but he said some really kind of out of date uh things about games so you guys all watch it right yeah yeah, yeah. so let's it was help me out here <laughs> man it was really sad actually i i feel he was he's very old first of all 
And Everybody's old. Too okay. Small. Okay. He was um, of a particular oldness. You well, he's he's the guy who did the Stanford Prison Experiment, which you might have heard of. The, yeah. From 1971. So that's the thing that he is most known for. And that was a while ago. Yeah. And he's also, you know, he's not just some dude spewing bad stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. he is a dude spewing bad stuff. He's just not some dude. Uh, he used <laughs> to be the president of the APA, the American Psychological Association, yeah. and he had a PBS series called Discovering Psychology. Well, that and, makes it even more shocking how badly this interview yeah, went. Yeah. Because yeah. they had him go up, uh, they had him kind of in debate with a psychologist who was at Cambridge, was it? I think it was Oxford. Oxford. Yeah. And he would just kind of calmly state these what we we know to be facts now that there are no conclusive studies that say that video games cause you to be violent withdrawn which is mm. true and he would be completely unable to respond to these very yeah. basic statements and that was just kind of it, it seemed very strange it seemed like he was completely unprepared for this kind of level of discourse about the topic yeah which is weird considering that he wrote a literal book about it and about um pornography as well but he yes. didn't that's one thing that I really kind of objected to with the whole book was how he's sort of linking up pornography and video games. Yeah. Um, as if there's a difference. Them, right. Putting yeah. them kind of in the same bucket. And um, as we know that there's such a wide variety of video games. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe there's a wide variety of pornography, too, but <laughs> I wouldn't know and, uh, about that. Uh, just so you know, when I'm submitting this podcast to iTunes, it's going to be rated G, so... Yeah. <laughs> Actually, PG, since Cole said a swear today. Uh-oh. What? Did yeah. I really? Yeah, you did. Oh, okay. I didn't That's even okay. catch it. Yeah, I didn't either. <laughs> I, and I should be good at that, having yeah, a three-year-old. Yeah, you have a three-year-old. <laughs> You've got to be on this. No, I'm, I'm not terribly good at it with her either. <laughs> um, yeah, she said back some, some great things. <laughs> To us. Oh, gosh. Um, anyhow. <laughs> we'll do a segment on that later. <laughs> right, yeah. um, so one of the claims that uh, that old Phil made was that video games are designed for guys. That was a great one. Yeah. I love yeah. that. <laughs> what do you guys think of that? Uh, <laughs> I, I would disagree with that. Um, women do game. A lot of women game, actually. There are more women who game now than teenage boys who game yes. overall. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of them are in the adult uh, age category, age bracket, right. if I'm yes. correct. Yeah. 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 And there's, st- I mean, I think there's still maybe games specifically designed for guys. Sure. Absolutely. But most times mm-hmm. now game developers are going for everybody. They're not just going for guys or, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like this, it's a mess sort of of intention there because the stereotypical, what we think of as a game, the violent shooter, first person, et cetera. I believe, originated to be directed at guys, but that's not necessarily the audience that it's found. I think it's true that the majority of people who play those games are that young male audience, but it's not completely... It's not like it's something that is inherently only attractive to men. I certainly enjoy those games as well. Yes. So it it just and, gets kind of. I mean, yeah. we cover what we mostly cover is games designed for kids, and yeah, um, all kinds of kids play them, boys mm-hmm. and girls, and, and then all kinds yeah. of adults also play all those kinds games of that adults are designed play them. for younger people. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. The, the main like, thing is just the the difference between saying that games are designed for boys and focusing on the games that maybe possibly are designed for boys or that a lot of boys play like Call of Duty for instance mm-hmm. you can you can argue about whether that's true or not but the main point is that there are a lot of other games out there yeah that are yeah. not so that's true you can't just make some kind of blanket statement like only boys play games yeah, yeah. the huge shift in that actually came like 
right around the turn of the century. Oh my god, I'm sorry. Turn of the century. <laughs> the turn of the century. Wow. It makes Back me in feel the so old. 1900s. <laughs> oh, Simone. Um, uh, no, around the year 2000, um, which was when the first Sims was released, mm. and which had a very 50-50 split. Um, maybe even more women than men actually enjoyed it. Oh, we wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. And that was also when the sort of quote-unquote casual game explosion took off with Bejeweled and Diner Dash and games like that, mm-hmm. which were actually very much targeted at women. Like yeah. The whole casual mm-hmm. market was targeted at women. So... Yeah, saying video games are not designed yeah. just for guys. The no. great no. part of that interview was that then they they took comments from Twitter um, while they were airing it, and uh, basically most of the people who wrote in were saying, "Hey, I'm a girl and I play games. I'm yeah. a girl and I play games." It's like, yeah, that's it's so basic at this point that women exist in gaming and love games, yeah. no matter what you define as a game right even in 2008 Pew Research did a study about how many teenagers play games and it it was about 99 percent of of male teenagers play games but something like 94 percent of female teenagers play games so it was almost no no difference yeah Yeah. and that was a while ago yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) it can only have increased basically because I can't think of any reason that teens would stop because <laughs> you know once you start you just can't stop oh my goodness that is not the message we are trying to send about games so. i'm gaming right now <laughs> um one of the the more interesting things that he said it was like he almost got talked over when he was saying this quote but like he was saying like the companies you know they're multi-billion dollar companies and they have to make games more enchanting and i'm like uh yeah. Yeah, that's, that's how the same that's called thing. capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, you've got to improve your product, obviously, or you're going to fail. I just yeah. thought that was really funny. And another claim that he made uh, that parents are largely unaware of what their kids are doing. Which, which I think we have found is untrue to a certain degree. Um, shoot, I don't remember the statistics right now, um, but the ESA generally talks about how many the percentage of parents that are aware of ESRB ratings yes. in their annual report. And right. I, I it's can't pretty recall. high. It's, a it's high very high. high. Yeah. It's in the 80 percent range, right. I think. Right. Yeah. Um, and that kind of, you know, so this this whole interview thing is just this comes up every couple years, year or so about mm-hmm. games and has been for quite a long time, mm-hmm. starting with the Mortal Kombat controversies back in the 80s, which was where the why the ESRB was formed in the first place. Um, but this kind of thing about parents not knowing what their kids are doing kind of relates back to the case that was brought to the Supreme Court um, mm. a few years ago, which uh, was a law passed in California, brought to the legislature by a representative from San Francisco. <laughs> most progressive city, like one of the most progressive cities in the world, mm-hmm. brought this thing that's like, it will be illegal to sell violent games to kids and it wasn't just like oh m like they wanted this big sticker stuck on the side of like in the front of the box like this big warning label you know kind of like the parental advisory explicit lyric things only much bigger huh um so yeah so like that legislation was signed into law by california's wonderful governor mr schwarzenegger oh dear and uh uh, Star of Terminator. Yes. Of <laughs> and Kindergarten Cop. <laughs> uh, he's been that's star of lots of weird movies over the year. That's so interesting. And a very famous scandal, too, which is Oh, right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, again, we want to keep this PG. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Gosh. Um, so is that true in all of California now that they have? No, it's okay. been over. I mean, oh, okay. it was first signed into law in California. Then people challenged it. And then it went through the whole court system. It took like three or four years to get through the court system, which is unfortunately how that works. This is what frustrates me. Like thinking yeah. about how much money was spent on putting a big sticker on something that already has an age rating on it. Yes. What is the They point? never actually got to putting the stickers on it. But still. Just, yeah, yeah, all the, Talking the, about the it. politics and the lawyers and, you know, just you know, mil- millions of dollars probably just thrown down the tube. Oh, my and gosh. You could have, like, helped poor kids eat or, you know, and something That's why like there's that. no water in California. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this legislation got all the way to the Supreme Court and uh, the Supreme Court basically said, nope, games are free speech. Cool. You can't do that. Just like every other form of media that right. we yeah. use. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing. You want to talk about people getting addicted to media. Look at Netflix releasing all of House of Cards on one day. Yes. <laughs> it's yes. not kids that are binging on 12 hours of House of Cards. <laughs> yeah. It's adults. And yeah. it ultimately comes down to there needs to be an adult there to talk about boundaries. And what the what was the psychologist's name? Um, uh, I'm not totally sure how to pronounce it. Jabilski? Jabilski. <laughs> Something along those lines. It is a very complex and beautiful name, and I yes. apologize for not remembering yes. it. But he was he, very intelligent. Yeah. And, yes. and what he ultimately said was, you know, you have to, between parents and kids, you have to keep the lines of communication open about why you are enforcing enforcing these boundaries, uh, why you make the choices about what media they're allowed to look at and engage with, and just kind of talk to them and be aware of what they're doing. And all the gamers who were on that interview as well said, yeah, my parents would, they would come into my room and be like, ah, you're playing too much. And then they would, you know, ban the console for a couple days, but it wasn't a big deal to them. Yeah. And I, I'm sorry that the uh, um, Z- Zimbardo... Mm-hmm. He got yes. cut off. He was asking them about that. He he seemed very intent on this point of like, wait, your parents were coming into the room and seeing what you were doing. And he was really yeah. – he was going somewhere with that, but he was cut off by the interviewer. And I was really curious yes. to see where he was that, going with that. That was the most shocking thing to me is how out of touch he was about yes. the social nature of video gaming now. He, yeah. he was still stuck in that stereotype where you play all alone and you're in a basement somewhere. And um, what he didn't understand is that – when you're most people are playing online games now they're talking to one another mm-hmm. they're making friends they're maybe meeting their friends later outside the game in real yeah. life they're yeah. um it's it's a very social activity that stereotype was actually like it didn't have a lot of basis no because yeah. i remember <laughs> like i had the most brilliant uh grandparents in the world because they wanted all the grandkids to hang out so they bought an Atari 2600. That's there you all, go. Yeah. 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 And nice. we would go and play my with my brothers, my sisters, my cousins. <laughs> Unlike, you know, not by ourselves, we were always just playing with each other. And so like yeah. even from the dawn of gaming. Yeah. Yeah. Most the of dawn it has of been. time. And I was <laughs> I'm sorry, what were you saying, Keezy? I, I I played computer games with my family when I was a kid, too, and most of them weren't online games. It was just mm-hmm. us gathered around my dad watching mm-hmm. him and yeah. talking about it. And that's still what we do when we get together. We talk about games, yeah. even if we're not playing with each other. So, yeah, yeah. it can I mean, be social. Right. No yeah, matter what. and it's a great bonding topic to just talk about. Yeah. 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 Linda knows that very well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point, though. I mean, when my kids were growing up, we had the game system in the playroom and all the neighborhood kids would come over mm-hmm. and play. It, the 
kids would play by themselves sometimes, but yeah. um, they either played, the siblings played with each other, mm-hmm. one watching, the other playing, taking turns. It's like any other toy, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so I, don't, I actually don't know how that stereotype came to be. Yeah, that's a, that would actually be a really good question. <laughs> yeah, I have some ideas on it. I don't know if I could prove them, but, you know, people also talk about gaming creating depression and that kind of thing and antisocial issues. And I think it's people see a causal relationship there where there really isn't one. Mm. It's people who are maybe suffering from some issues like that where they're going to games because that's a community for them. They can talk to people without getting teased because of their looks and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And games are great for that. So I think that is so true. It's just, I, I think just the opposite of what people think. Yeah. Yeah. Games are kind of a refuge for kids who are having a hard time socially, oftentimes, yeah. mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but like I said, this stuff has been going on for years. Like, yeah. I've been in the industry, with no comment from Simone, for <laughs> <laughs> almost 15 years now. And um, mm-hmm. it's like, <laughs> at this point, I just kind of roll my eyes and be like, ugh. Like, I know. Yeah. Other ones, you know? It's um, such a persistent, pernicious little it idea. But, yeah. And yeah. unfortunately for people who aren't familiar with games, you say, like, oh, this guy was the president of the American Psychological right. Association yeah. at Stanford. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, when you have people with sort of cred yeah. spewing this stuff. And then, then, of course, it's like a lot of other things topics where when something bad happens that's what makes the headlines because a headline isn't you know 80 percent of gamers are pretty chill and have a good time playing (laughs) with friends the headline is this person yeah yeah yeah, the headline is this person played for four days and let their baby starve to death yeah which is a horrible horrible case but But the chances are one out of about seven to eight billion yeah pretty much literally i mean unfortunately but a woman by the way, for all these games that yeah, are designed yeah. for guys, the story that you're referring yeah. to. Um, so the other interesting thing is this guy used to be uh, president of the American Psychological Association. And it turns out at the beginning of 2014, the American Psychological Association published a paper called The Benefits of Video Games, <laughs> which basically said games can be good for you. If yes. you're interested in that, you can read more at Pixelkin, written by our f- lovely friend, Dr. Kelly Dunlap, um, mm-hmm. who is... Very good at interpreting these, uh, <laughs> these really like turning sci- academic yes, papers into yeah. English language. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah. So that was I found that kind of interesting and ironic at the same time. Mm-hmm. He's, he's coming out there now saying video games are bad. And yeah. The American Psychological Association said a year ago, no, they're not so bad. Do you know <laughs> what he proposed as a solution for this issue that he saw of? I mean, video games destroying mm-hmm. boys. We haven't had a chance to read the book, but yeah. I, it sounded like he just wanted us to get rid of games. And that's yeah, that's not re- yeah. realistic or reasonable. It's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think he did. I mean, to his credit, I think he did say, you know, parents should be more involved and mm-hmm. sit down and talk sure. with kids about yeah. games and so forth, which is, yeah, we agree with that. Yeah. But the hysteria and the misinformation about video games is um really it's time to stop it's, yeah yeah it's so far out of and reality now it's so disrespectful i think of children to sit down and like give them this lecture on how games could be rotting their brain and they need to be careful rather than just sit sit down and kind of ask them about how they're engaging with it and what they're getting out of it and like 
figuring out for yourself why mm. they like it so much. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's just... I agree with that. I, I think yeah. um, parents can kind of lean over into being afraid for their kids rather than having faith in their kids. You yeah, know? yeah. You have a little Which faith in that. I mean, yeah. it's a scary yeah, yeah. world, but... It oh, is. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no. I, I... But asking questions and being curious always works better, I think, as a parent than... Um, yeah, yeah. A lot of punishments and freakouts, especially yeah. if you're not a gamer mm-hmm. and you come at it from that, like saying, put putting down. Um, oh my gosh, the words are not the eloquence; it's gone. But you know, coming I'll keep my it, mouth shut. Yeah. Oh, oh. Thank you, Nicole. <laughs> Get that look off your face. <laughs> coming at it from the fear perspective, when your kid can tell that you don't actually know why you're putting these rules down is just not helpful because they're going to figure out ways to go about it behind your back and they're yeah. going to judge you. Yes. <laughs> I sound so terrible and intense right now. It's, <laughs> you know, coming at it from an open mind and with the the perspective that you could enjoy something that your kid enjoys, I think is always, sorry, better than... Um, coming at it from a perspective of fear and mistrust. Yeah, that was actually touched on in a very humorous way by this writer that we love, Meredith Bland. Yes. She was talking about, and she wrote another article for us about how she's really behind the game and technology and (laughs) doesn't adopt any new technology until she absolutely has to, but she knows that she needs to be ahead of her kids when they're asking for stuff. She wants to be able to Ah. know what she's giving them or either have a very good reason for saying no. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the things that, that she said is like, I think I'll be okay if I can just stop calling it the Google. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she's hilarious. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so, but that's an example of just being completely (laughs) (laughs) illiterate on, you know, what your kids are doing. I love the Google. Yeah. Kids have to respect your decision to take the game away if you don't like the game. And if they don't know why you're taking it away because you don't know why you're taking it away, then they're not going to respect that decision. And they'll find another way way of saying that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Than what I said, not than what Nicole said. (laughs) Oh, wait. You're defending me? I am. (laughs) I can be, I'm, I'm throwing you a bone. Take the compliment, oh, Nicole. Oh, nice. Are you <laughs> saying I'm a dog? <laughs> dogs are wonderful. They are That's wonderful. That's true. We love dogs. Um, oh, goodness. All right. So, obviously, we don't agree with uh, yeah. Mr. Phil. How do you say his name Zimbardo. Zimbardo. That's the other guy whose name I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but, uh, and... Uh, Honestly, I'm just really sick of this. I am so sick of this. Yeah. It's been going on for so long. And it's like, you know, politicians and everybody just like swarm to this as low hanging fruit. And um, it's true. Anytime yeah. you can use people's lack of knowledge about something to scare them into taking yes. action. Yeah. Um, yeah. One more quick thing I'm going to say because I find it very funny is um, if you follow politics at all, you know that Hillary Clinton was well. First of all, that she's running for president again, <laughs> and uh, but she was part of the of the senators that brought this like uh, was a family entertainment act or something like that mm-hmm. with with Lieberman, um, which was about you know about the same thing as the California stuff, just yeah. you know making sale of a violent video game to a minor illegal or whatever. So she was one of the people that was behind that. And then recently her press people just released a photo of her from 1993 playing a Game Boy, the old Game Boy. 
Oh they my just gosh. recently released that. So it's like, wow, somebody's getting hip to the game, trying yeah. to change their image. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Well, that's proof that the tide is turning right there. Yeah, I hope so. Hillary's right. always been cool. Yeah, at least her <laughs> press people know how to do yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so you guys have anything else to add on that topic? Um. I have a statistic that I wrote down. Okay. <laughs> which was actually that uh, apparently half of British parents and 33% of U.S. parents do play games with their kids and their teenagers. So I think that's a really positive thing. And um, yeah. there are solutions to the problem of, you know, kids wanting to play games all the time that are productive and he- healthy for parents and kids. Yeah. Um, and one of Did those you say just- half? Of British? That's what he said. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Yeah, he, he said half, which surprised me, too, yeah. since the U.S. number is only 33%. So yeah. actually embarrassed again. I had something to add yeah. Um, yeah. about the, the masculinity problem and making it just about boys, which I'm not sure we should. But there is something to be said for gaming culture as a whole, having some issues around that. Yeah. Um, mm. You know, uh, violence and misogyny, specifically that kind of thing. It, it's something that's worth talking to kids about. Um, yeah. yeah, you know, making sure that they're not using uh, racial slurs or gendered slurs and that kind of yeah. thing when they're in game because um, it's it's a big problem. Yes, it definitely yeah. is. Yeah. I didn't play online for a very long time because of yeah. that. Um, yeah, which actually they had a. Um, when the 360 first came out, there was a community group called Xbox Chicks that um, they just they had on their forums. And every Monday night, they would have a game. They'd set up a private session where all oh, wow. the chicks could go and play together, which was pretty cool. I cool. never actually played with them because it was always like Call of Duty. And I'm like, I don't, don't want to play that game. But still, it was cool that that was going on. Yeah, I yeah. think it's changing for sure. Yeah. People are changing it. But um yeah, yes. and part of that is, like, bringing up the next generation to know that, you know, just because you're in a group that's using using slurs, you can, you know, stand up to that or yes. you just not engage with it. And, yeah, that's where parental involvement is wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually looking forward to reading Dr. Zimbardo's book because yeah. I'm really curious about what – how he defines masculinity and yeah. what this crisis of masculinity is. Well, you is. see, exactly. Linda, part of the problem with masculinity these days is that most teachers are women. So, boy, Yeah, that yeah. is one of the things yeah. he brought up. <laughs> and I, I, I printed out a little um, like summary thing from his book. I looked quickly at like the first few pages on Amazon with their nice little look inside <laughs> uh, thing. And one of the things he mentions in there as being harmful to boys is legislation that is good for women. So no way. Hard. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Nicole. Yes. <laughs> okay. So it's going to be one of those books where I have to read for 15 minutes and, and then, then get up and then cool and down, pace around, yeah. and scream yeah. into a pillow. And try not to throw it into anything. <laughs> I can do it. I, I know I can do it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. Unfortunately. I'll write a, a scathing review on the on Amazon. I'll write a very fair review. Yeah. On Pixelbook. <laughs> Speaking of scathing reviews i just want to go back to this like this has been going on forever because this is one of my favorite stories about stuff like this happening in the gaming industry so right around the time i was a little after mass effect came out there was um an author her name is cooper lawrence i had to google that quite a bit because i realized i was searching for the wrong search terms and (laughs) sex box brought up some things i didn't really want to see you (laughs) know But that's where the, whole, the that's, Google betrayed you? Yeah. 
Um, but that's where the term sex box came from, was this woman went on Fox News and basically just blasted Mass Effect saying it was all pornographic and you could do all these kind of sexual things with aliens and whatnot. And it was just like this. It was this terrible thing. And then it was later revealed that she had never even seen even a snippet of Mass Effect. I mean, it's pretty obvious from what she was saying. If yeah. you've ever played it, you know, it's nothing like that. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so after she went on Fox News and completely embarrassed herself, uh, lots of gamers just like flooded her book page on Amazon and wrote lots of negative reviews. Oh, and some of them were actually really funny. It's like, I'm giving you one star. I've never actually read this book, <laughs> but I've heard a lot about it. <laughs> um, so she did eventually apologize, but that's one of my uh, my favorite stories. All that from this. journalistic Fox. integrity from Fox News that we oh. expect. <laughs> yes. Of course. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that's, it's like a really common trend, I think, for the people who are really, really against video games and are really, really afraid of them are people who've never really picked one up. Yes. They don't, yeah. they don't know what's actually in there. They'll yes. find a reason. They're using yeah. rumors. Yeah. Yeah. And Fox News will find those people. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. yeah. I, I want to play devil's advocate just a little Go bit for here. it. Um, Fight me. In that, you know, if you think about earlier forms of media, the barrier to entry was really low, right? Yeah. Anyone mm. can watch a television show. Right. <laughs> it's um, unless maybe you don't speak English and you don't understand the language, you, right. sit, you sit down and you watch it, it's passive, right? But when you start to play a video game, you actually have to participate. You have to maybe learn a controller or learn the controls on a computer. And it's not as easy as just watching something. That yeah, is true. that's true. It's way yeah. more rewarding. But I think that's what maybe gets in the way of parents sometimes is that they, they can't yeah. immediately pick up a controller and play a video game. Yeah. And um, I just want to say... It's possible you just have to practice a little bit. You have to yeah. keep trying to um, learn how to operate the video game. And it's extremely rewarding once you do. Yeah. yeah. And I think even like video game, the hard hardware technology is, I think, in some cases kind of outpacing even computer technology a little bit. Like if you're talking about like the actual hardware, the controllers, everything that goes with it, like mm. anybody could pick up an Atari joystick and push one button. Yeah. But now you're looking at. A bunch of buttons. Yeah, like yeah. eight buttons, two, yeah. <laughs> two directional <laughs> sticks. And, you know, people are like, even like the old school, like Nintendo with the little D-pad, people are like, I, I, I'm like, oh, yeah. it's the, it's right there. It just looks like a circle now instead of a D-pad. So. <laughs> yeah, it's not It really is confusing, though. Like, even I, I mean, I've been gaming my whole life, but I, it takes me a second sometimes to figure out the controls. It takes you a little while to do it for each game, and some games are different. So Right. And, and if you're older, you know, I, I see my kids. I saw it with my kids. I see little kids all the time they pick up a controller and it's almost like it goes directly from their brain to their fingers it, yeah they yeah. don't it, they don't have to stop and think now i'm going to press the a button yeah and um by the time you do that yeah you've missed your opportunity in the game and so it's almost like i say learning to play a musical interest instrument or something you yeah. know you kind of have to practice a little bit and it um, might not necessarily be fun right away yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> true too. yeah. but you, you but came with it yeah, you can learn a lot about any game, I think, just from watching, though, and asking questions. True. Yeah, so, absolutely. True. You know, Mass Effect is one of those games that is like watching a movie almost. Yeah, I mean, it's there very are, cinematic. Yeah, yeah. I sat and watched my roommate play through one of the games. And it, it's, you know, you look up from time to time and you're in the middle of basically this dramatic, intense, awesome scene. And you yeah. watch it for a while and then he goes back to the action sequence and I look down at my book or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
then I played Mass Effect, actually. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Watching and gaming actually is a great segue into talking about what we're playing. Hey, because uh, I've been playing Broken Age on my iPad. By the way, I really, really wish more developers would do stuff on iPad in addition to the other platforms. If they can. Not all genres mm-hmm. are going to work that way. But definitely point-and-click adventures like Broken Age, like it's so nice to just be able to carry around my iPad and play it instead of being tethered to my PC. That it's way awesome. more fun. Yeah, it and, is. And you can use your finger to do it. Instead. Yes, exactly. And as a benefit of that, sitting on the couch, play it. Anna crawls up, plops down beside me, and she loves watch. She's been asking oh to watch gosh. me play it. Um, and she's really, like, retaining the story, too, because she t- told my husband the other night, the wolf told the girl that she had to get into the control room. <laughs> 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 Which um, I don't think that's too much of a spoiler. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but she's been, you know, she's been remembering things and then asking about it, which is wow. super cool. Yeah. And, like, mm-hmm. even with my daughter, who's very very uh, open <laughs> to <laughs> games and stuff. Sometimes she still does stuff that surprises me like that, you know, where she crawls That's up so and, fun. Yeah, and yeah. wants to watch it. Like the last time, you know, I was getting ready to play it and she was like playing with Play-Doh. She saw me pull out the iPad. She said, Mommy, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I'm going to play my game. She's like, okay, I'm done with Play-Doh. Can I go watch you play your game? And she oh like my gosh. grabbed pillows from the couches. She's like, let's get comfy. And that is yeah. so cute. And she just watches you play. She just watches That's me play. Adorable. Asks us questions, you know, here and there. And, you know, like, what's wrong with the tree? Why is he so mad? That's <laughs> <laughs> so cute. Yeah. So, it's like um, a picture book. But, it is. Yeah. It is. And the art is definitely very yeah. geared towards that type of thing, yeah. too. Um, but she, I mean, she knows about Hearthstone, too. <laughs> like, Mommy, are you playing Hearthstone? And then, like, sometimes she'll just she'll come up and tap the thing in, like, the middle of Hearthstone. I'm like, no! Oh, my God. <laughs> you just played this card I was saving. <laughs> yeah. So, obviously, I've been playing Broken Age, and I've been playing Hearthstone. Shocker. Which I'm going to say every week, but... Simone just downloaded her stone. I did, and so. I started learning to play it. I'm, I think I'm in the middle of the tutorial now, and it's fun. I, it's, it's a blast. It is surprisingly, I, I did not like that action of like dragging the card onto the field for some reason. Maybe it's just because I was playing it at like one in the morning, and I was like in bed, and I was like. I have to try out Hearthstone. Nicole wants me to play Hearthstone. <laughs> Now's the time. <laughs> Why that happened, I don't know. And so, um, yeah, the action of dragging the card onto the playing field, really satisfying. Did not it catch is. on to it at first. But, yeah, like that. Yeah. Oh, yes. Play and it. Like, and it slams down. Yeah. Each, some of the cards have these really great animations that yeah. they play. Uh, when you go on, but yeah, I, I never really was into like magic or any of those types of card games. And like, yeah, her son was free, so I figured, oh, I'll download it and I'll try it. Mm-hmm. But it just hooked me like, like yeah. that. And it always reminds me, like, if I try to move to end my turn without like fulfilling all my actions, it's like, wait, you can still do this. And I'm like, you're right, Hearthstone. Thank you. <laughs> By so. the way, have you been, have you been listening? Do you have the sound on when you're playing? Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> How hilarious is that? It's pretty funny. Yeah. So every card you play, which is, well, not every card, but like most of the cards are minions that you put out on your field to battle the other minions. They all have different VO lines associated with them. Mm-hmm. And let's just say some of them are pretty cheesy. I'm enjoying like the trash talking banter between like the heroes. My, yeah, yeah, the heroes. Uh, yeah. It's, um, yeah, Blizzard, great game, VO. 
not so great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, that's been true since about 1994. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah sure. think they would learn. Oh, no, no, that's okay. I mean, if they're focused on making a yeah. really good game, then, you know, the Let VO's fine. I just, <laughs> I just play Hearthstone just with the sound off. It's, you know, it's, it's funny. Fine. That's one of those things, I think, that... As gamers, I, as a gamer, I'm really conscious of it, like the dialogue in games and the story in games, because it's one of those things where you could be playing and you could be totally immersed in it because you've been brought up in it and you've been experiencing it. And then someone walks in and they see what you're doing and they hear a line of cheesy dialogue and they're like, that's stupid. <laughs> and you have to be like, no, you, you don't understand. You don't have like the context for yeah. this. But that's kind of yeah. one of those things where like I'm really enjoying Hearthstone the dialogue is kind of embarrassing. Yeah. And I don't, you know... There's no context for it. I yeah. think that's, that's half of the problem. Like, yeah. I could do with, like, cheesy VO stuff, but this is just, like... And, I mean, it's because the cards are so, like, they're not really related to anything. Like, her, the subtitle for her son is Heroes of Warcraft. So they're basically pulling things from yeah. their entire gamut of games that they have made. And it's just, you know... Just I mean, adding VO to all of them was just I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just a fun extra. Yeah, you're, you're not playing it because of the VO. Yeah. Exactly, or you know, just turning the VO off. Yeah, because <laughs> it is kind of grating. Yeah, and I worry that it might be off-putting to someone who might otherwise like the game but might not give it a chance because they think it's like a silly nerd yeah. thing. That's yeah. my, you know, that's the same with Star Trek though. Yeah, I put okay. Star Trek True. on in my household, and all I get is razzed. <laughs> and my husband it's like what did they say never mind like, yeah. Star Trek. I used to do that to it. my husband too when he was watching Star Trek oh. it's just yeah. like you know I'd be doing something else like cooking or something when he was watching it and I'll be like are they really doing this like cheesy romance thing like really <laughs> in a sci-fi thing and he's like well you know it's a it's a it's a soap opera for guys. <laughs> so um, not just for guys. Yes, exactly. Not just for guys. But it's like uh it's a soap opera that guys will actually watch. Most guys will not watch. They have to be tricked into it apparently because of their crisis of masculinity. So, <laughs> yes. Although I don't know why what anybody watches regular soap operas honestly, but yeah. uh, whatever. So, Simone, you played Hearthstone. What else have you been playing? Uh, So, immediately after I bragged about how good I was at Peggle Blast, I got stuck in Peggle Blast. I was stuck for, like, a week, and it was the worst (laughs) week of my life. Um, And I I got my roommate to play it uh, because, you know, a fresh eye will sometimes help. It clears everything up. So, I I finally am advancing in Peggle Blast, that game that I love. I do that all the time <laughs> if I'm stuck in a game. Like, okay, yeah. I just got to sit it down. I'll come back to it tomorrow or whatever. And yeah, it just takes time. Yeah. Yep. How about you, Keezy? Uh, I've been playing a lot of Borderlands, actually. I got really excited about Tales from the Borderlands. Mm-hmm. is the new Telltale series. Um, it's kind of story-based. It's about new characters from the, the yeah. larger Borderlands franchise. So I've been going back to the old games and working yeah. through them. Nice. A couple of moms in my mom's group really love Borderlands. It's fun. You you can get like four characters and four players can play yeah. at the same time. And you seriously need to do fun. that. I yeah, don't know what's I want stopping to. us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how about you, Linda? Um, I was still playing Assassin's Creed Unity last night. and. Um, How's it going? It's going okay, you know, but uh, I got to say, I, I must be the glitch master or something <laughs> because I I actually came upon one of those thieves, you know, attacking one of the citizens. Yeah. And he was glitching out so much. He was like, it was like 
oh, getting caught in the Star Trek transporter or something. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> he was phasing in and out of... Yeah. <laughs> So Gosh. much that I couldn't even kill him. Oh which my was, god! Wow. It was really bad. Yeah. You know, oh my gosh! I'm but, so sorry. I feel like I have to personally apologize on behalf of Ubisoft, even though I have no have affiliation to. with them. You yeah. don't have to. But Love that game. One thing I wanted to mention was um, I think I'm about ready to buy an iPad because mm. it's such a great gaming platform. It Absolutely. Sounds, you know, on the other end of the spectrum from your daughter, I know my mom uses her iPad to play. Candy Crush and mm-hmm. games that those casual games yeah. because she has a little bit of um, macular degeneration, so yeah. her eyesight isn't quite as good. So that big screen, yep, that big HD screen, really helps. she just yeah. loves that. She can see what she's doing and yeah. she really enjoys it. Honestly, Candy Crush on the iPad is super satisfying. It is like yeah. it's yeah. It's, it's better amazing. than on a phone. Yeah, it's yeah, way way better. It. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everything just looks better on the iPad. So I mean, I'm going. I'm going to yeah. go buy one. Oh, yay! <laughs> Join the cult. Yeah, um, join the sorry. Apple cult. cult of Apple. Yeah, the yeah. Apple cult. Um, Are you also yeah. cult of Apple? I, I mean, not, not really. Okay, I'm. I'm pretty much platform agnostic. I'm very, I'm very know. non-Apple. Or I'm becoming what? culty. I'm becoming oh. an Apple cult member. I don't. <laughs> I didn't want this to happen. I was always a PC person. You know what? I was uh. really surprised. My brother posted on Facebook the other yeah. day that his Apple Watch had just arrived. Oh. And I'm like, oh my gosh, he got an a- I- I'm not nowhere even near <laughs> that type of purchase. And I'm like, techie person. <laughs> yeah, that so. is a big investment. I yeah. Think. <laughs> uh, right. I don't know, though. He's a nurse, though, so maybe he just wants oh. to be able <laughs> to deal That's with it. While he's, he's, like, his... he's playing Candy Crush on his watch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, Okay, so let's move into questions. Uh, if you have questions for us, you can send those to hello at pixelkin.org. And we're actually reading a couple of questions that we got from um, the EMP Museum where we recently did uh, the Power Up Gaming Days um, event with them. So this question is from Sebastian Ricks, which is Curtis's Aww. child, right? Yep. Am I yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, he says, what are the best gaming headphones? Kesey just wrote a story about this, so she's going to answer it. Um, The main thing to think about, I guess, for gaming especially, is if you want a headphones or a headset because they're different. Um, They're similar but different. A headset is the one that you can talk to other people with. It has a Mm -hmm. microphone attached to it. So if you want the headphones for that purpose, then you have to look for a headset. Um, But if you're looking for just headphones, there's a couple of things that you should be looking at. And one is volume. There's sizing. So, you know, for little kids especially, a lot of times the the headband on the headphones will be too big. Um, You can think about whether you want noise-canceling headphones or not. They're going to be a little more expensive. So budget might be another thing to, to look at. Um, And then the shape, if you want headphones that go in your ears or over your ears or around your ears. Um, again, price is like the main thing with that, but the quality will usually go up the bigger the headphones are. Um, and, uh, you sort of have to figure out, you know, if you're looking for something that's going to be really good for somebody's ears versus something that has really, really good sound quality, or if you just want something that'll block out the sound for the rest of the family, like those are all concerns, um, 
So I don't have any specific things to offer, yeah. but to to keep those all in mind and figure when out. When we you went want. on our trip, we got like kid headphones for Anna to you know because she's playing mm-hmm. the iPad. And, like mm-hmm. we can't have Daniel Tiger talking for the entire yeah. plane. Um, <laughs> but then like when we first got back from the trip, she wanted to play with her headphones all the time, and we're yeah. like, no, 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 you don't need to use the headphones. It's just like, yeah. other people. Yeah. <laughs> so. And then sometimes she would just run around with the headphones on, like not plugged into anything, <laughs> in which case we need to take them away because she could very yeah. easily trip yeah. over the cords. <laughs> Are there any health um, issues with like, I know in-ear is not the best, especially for younger people, but uh, for over-ear versus around-ear, is there any? are there any health differences, do you know? Or is it- uh, not for the bigger ones, no. Yeah. The, the in-the-ear ones tend to be, I don't know, they're painful for a lot of people. Yeah. I don't they like are terribly painful them. for me. Like, I hate them. They really them. hurt. Just, yeah. Yeah, because they don't fit right and that kind of thing. But they also um, are sort of directing sound directly to your eardrum, so they're not good for that reason. Uh, they tend to be a lot louder. Yeah, um, they are cheaper, so that's something to think about. But um, I don't know that there's really any difference between the, yeah. the over the year, okay. the on the year. You really have to watch for hearing damage, right? You don't yeah. want the decibel level to be too high. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. 80, 85 decibels is when hearing loss starts. So, oh my gosh, wow. yeah. yeah, you know, <laughs> most of us are, are. It's probably louder right here. Like our headphones are probably louder than yeah. that. So, wow. Um, All right. Oh, I was just gonna say with a lot of kid headphones, they have volume controls right so the parent can yeah make I think, it like put a maximum on it i'm gonna sound so like a typical mom my husband bought them and picked them out so <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is is he's very particular about mm-hmm. any tech that we have in our house yeah, like yeah. including like our appliances so, yeah, like, yeah he'll spend a long time researching a dishwasher and that right. type of stuff so yeah. so That's i cool. just i leave it to him but i don't yeah. think the ones that we have have a volume i'm not sure though okay. i haven't looked at them cool. very closely i know that they're red with white <laughs> with like crazy little designs on them that's they're as beach. much that's as much as i know about them <laughs> a lot of devices actually you can set that too so like yeah on, on your oh, phone or whatever cool. you can set the maximum volume yeah that's awesome i didn't know that yeah <laughs> I, I like the part in kesey's article to toward the end she gives several links of um sites that rate specific headphones, right? Yeah, there's a lot of sites out there that have kind of lists of the best headphones, especially for price. So um, Pixelkin right now has an article about that. Yep, Sweet. look it up. Check it out. It's great. We have articles about lots of things. Yes. <laughs> really to read. And you should visit pixelkin.org. We're going to wrap it up here. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Uh, if you like what you hear, please subscribe to us on iTunes and write reviews actually even if you don't like what you're hearing you can write a review we won't hate you i promise yeah be honest yeah (laughs) so um as always if you have questions comments or feedback you can send those to hello at pixelkin.org thanks for listening and we'll be back with you next week thanks bye bye This podcast was recorded in the studios of the Jack Straw Cultural Center in Seattle, Washington.